0: Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney is adding police on horseback to Disney Springs after a recent incident. Disney CEO Bob Iger confirms that a new Indiana Jones movie is in the works. Disney is also testing out paid parking at the resorts, and our own Steve Porter has some opinions to share with us on that. And we've also launched a new daily feature on the Diz called The Daily Fix. We'll tell you more about that. And we'll tell you what came in as the number one thread on disboards.com for 2015. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> This is the Dis Unplugged episode 867 for the week of January 5th, 2016. <laughs> Unplugged. You just looked, didn't you? The Dis Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> you didn't notice it before, did you? No. <laughs> welcome (laughs) welcome to the show everyone for those of you watching live welcome back we've had some it's been an interesting afternoon we had some technical issues before but it is great to be with you it's great to be back in the studio uh, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida I'm your host, Pete Werner Joined at the table this week by my good friends John Magi Hi everybody Kevin Close Hi everybody Michael Bowling Hey there, hi there, ho there Corey Martin I'm just happy for the new year Back in the production nook Our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello Along with our intern, Steve Porter <laughs>
1: Hello <laughs> And up from the grave he arose.
0: The lovely and talented producer Craig Williams. Did we install Not an elevator so t- back there? Yeah, I don't think well, so. Talented today, but
2: he thinks he's Beyonce.
0: Craig is. Uh, <laughs> he needs
2: a fan coming
0: up out of the floor,
2: blowing his hair.
0: Craig is having Craig's having a rough day today. Craig's having a rough day. Having well, fun again. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. It is great to be back. Hoping you all had a great holiday and new year i know i did i think everybody here did so uh uh, i have some things in housekeeping i I just can't feign the excitement from the first time i did this uh you know 10 minutes ago i'm just (laughs) like i'm glad you're here now what's next um in housekeeping just want to let everyone know that we are only broadcasting live now on youtube we are no longer using either live stream or Mixler so if you want to watch us live of course you can always go to disunplug.com or on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash wdwinfo right what's that yes (laughs) stay with me Uh, I'm I'm, I'm watching chat right now see if there's no issues five minutes into the show Um, uh, youtube.com slash wdwinfo you can watch us live there as well uh, as I mentioned uh, in the intro, we have a new daily feature that is going up every weekday at noon called the Daily Fix, and you can check that out at daily dailyfix And uh, this is basically, a, you know, two to three minute overview of what's happening that day in the world of Disney as far as anything pertinent for trip planning, anything going on on the boards, anything that we're seeing on other websites that we think is noteworthy and uh, just a way for you to kind of stay in touch with what's happening during the week and uh, that went up uh, that started yesterday and uh, every day at noon or thereabouts uh, we will we'll be putting these up uh, Monday through Friday we're not doing it Saturday and Sunday because that would be too much <laughs> as it is it's already been interesting getting these getting these done but it's a lot of fun so the daily fix, uh, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern Time, www.info.com slash dailyfix. And uh, want to make sure we plug the other shows in the Dis Unplugged universe every Monday, of course. The Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged with host Tom Bell and, of course, the lovely and talented Michael Bowling. <laughs> and in this week's show, Tony Spatel reviews the new lunch menu at Catal at Downtown Disney. Uh, they've also changed their live broadcasting time. Uh, they are now broadcasting live Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. Of course, the show still goes up on iTunes every Monday. Uh, new show to our lineup uh, every Monday, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast with John Magi, Kevin Close, and assorted other people. And uh, the first one went up uh, yesterday. And it's doing very well. You're
3: getting very good feedback. We're very excited about it.
0: So this is a a show that just kind of talks about dreams and what what we sell and what's trending in travel. And uh, so the first episode that we put up yesterday is just basically kind of giving people an overview of dreams. And what's coming up uh, next week?
3: Uh, Next week, we're going to be doing uh, our review of Harmony of the Seas, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Or the Anthem anthem of the seas i don't know what's coming up they're all uh, great they're great ships you should go on one we did uh, a bunch of cats <laughs> a bunch of us had a chance to do a special uh pre-inaugural sailing of the anthem and we had a really good time so it's ours the on that oh, my
0: God. leave them alone
3: <laughs> um Actually, it was Kevin, myself, Corey, and Tracy Heinrichs. So we're all going to give you a review of that
0: experience. Excellent. All right. So uh, you can find that uh, every Monday, uh, youtube.com slash dreamsunlimitedtravel. Is that the URL we're using for it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Corey doesn't know anything. (laughs) I'm looking at at my tech team here for something. Yes? There's still flickering going on, so we're kind of... um, We're having... But yeah, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Yeah, that's the... uh, <laughs> so, just keep going? Just keep going. Oh, okay, okay. We're, right. we're gonna power all through right.
1: here. All right, I'll stop looking at it.
0: Um, yeah, just close your screen <laughs> so I'm not distracted by it because I can see it. It's driving me nuts. Um, so, every Monday, Dreams Unlimited Travel, you're gonna find links to all this stuff. And I apologize, folks, for the disjointed nature of our show this morning. But this is
3: only our 10th year, so you'll have to forgive us. <laughs> yeah, <really.
0: laughs> do um, You'll find links to this and everything that we talk about on the show, disunplug.com. You'll find all our show notes there. Uh, of course, every Wednesday, uh, The Trip with Jenny Knopp, Teresa Eccles, and their newest member of the team, Jackie Gailey. And uh, this week, they are going to be talking about Magical Express. Uh, Thursday of course the universal edition of the Diz Unplug with Craig Williams Rhino Clavin and Jenny Lynn Knopp and what are you talking about this week Craig?
4: Uh, we are doing a dining review of Mythos at
0: Islands of Adventure Oh okay I'm interested to hear that hmm. because last time I was there it sucked
3: I was just say, I'm surprised that's still around <laughs> to be honest
0: with you Yeah remember when that was supposed to be the only five star restaurant inside a theme park yeah, and It's it a was, beautiful restaurant It's though. gorgeous but yeah The food's
3: um, not That is true or hasn't been let's put it that way
0: okay what the hell is that neighbors oh the neighbors are on the lawn they have a drone okay. <laughs> it's just that day. it's just that kind of day guys it's just that kind of day uh, and of course uh, this uh, Friday and each Friday through the month of January the very popular return of connecting with Walt with Michael Bowling and Craig Williams and Michael we so happy to have you in the studio.
5: Thank you. It's great to be back here at the Diz Vatican. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell me about what uh, what we can expect this month in uh, connecting with Walt. We
5: have a lot of exciting things coming up, a few surprises. Um, this Friday, uh, it's Episode 6, Walt and Roy, a Lifetime Partnership. Without Roy, we may, may never have known Walt. And as Walt dreamed and, and planned all of his amazing... Uh, you know, accomplishments, visions, and all that, Roy quietly made those dreams a reality. And so in Friday's episode, we're going to examine the brothers' uh, somewhat turbulent um, devotion who together built an empire. And then on January 15th, uh, episode 7 is titled Pursuing the Dream Without the Dreamer. So we're going to examine how Walt Disney's passing in December 1966 impacted the creative course of the entire Disney World project. Mm. Uh, The company's new management team was relatively unfamiliar with WED Enterprises, which had been Walt's private company. Um, Under the leadership of his brother, Roy O. Disney, uh, the company wrestled with Walt's ideas for Epcot as they attempted to move forward with um, Walt's vision. On January 22nd, episode 8 is titled Up the Creek and passing the legislation to form the Reedy Creek Improvement District was critical to Walt Disney Productions' ability to build Project Florida as the way Walt envisioned it. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about the hurdles the company conquered to pass this legislation and explain the importance for the construction of Walt Disney World. So when you talk about the Reedy Creek um, Improvement District, everybody's going to know now what that means. And January 29th is, we're gonna do something new. In episode nine, Designing a Whole New World, we're going to have our first guest on um, uh, Connecting with Walt. Um, David Younger, author of Theme Park Design and the Art of Themed Entertainment is going to talk to us about the science and art of designing a theme park we're going to get into why disneyland is considered the first theme park not knott'sbury farm as they claim um the different approaches the imagineers had to take in designing the magic kingdom and then in designing their first non-castle park um epcot and um He's also going to share his advice for those who um, dream of becoming a theme park designer. Hmm. And that's going to be our introduction to the construction of the Magic Kingdom that we're going to examine in April.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so just so everyone understands, these are, uh, uh, we do these episodes uh, for uh, every, every quarter. So uh, we did them in October. Uh, we had five episodes uh, go All up right. in October. Uh, we have four episodes going up this month and then again uh, in April. So uh, be sure to tune in for that this Friday. Uh, again, you'll find links to Unplug.com and, of course, can find them on our iTunes feed. So if you're already getting this show on your, on your uh, iPhone or your iPod or your device of any flavor, uh, you'll be getting connecting with Walt with Michael Bowling and Craig Williams this Friday.
3: I think we should have a challenge for Michael. I think he should be able to have to do his shows without using the words dream, magic, or
5: vision.
0: <laughs> 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 I have to try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he has to work the word hula hoop into was every episode. As I words,
3: he has a substitute hula hoop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Walt had a hula hoop.
5: Or, or, <laughs> or it can be a drinking game every time I say <laughs> dream. Oh, that our, audience would be, <laughs>
0: our audience would be in rehab by the end of the episode. We should have to do episode. it as a
2: count from Sesame Street.
3: <laughs> <laughs> aren't you glad you came, Michael?
2: We're full am, of good ideas, aren't we?
0: I'll have to have you as the next guest on the oh, show. Yeah. All right. Anything else in housekeeping?
1: Oh yes, I want to wish my awesome little dude Ferris, a happy birthday. He is 7 years old today. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's not possible. It, it seems know, like right? it was just uh, you know, yesterday that we announced on the show that Julie was pregnant. So yeah. if you if you were listening then, you've mm-hmm. been listening for about 8 years now. Wow.
2: wow. Well. Awesome. <laughs> That's a long time. That should be your tagline.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you've been listening for 8 years now. <laughs> So awesome! Well, happy birthday, Ferris. Anything else? Any? I do.
5: Uh, we, Carol and I, went to um, Candlelight Processional um, when we were back here for Dizapalooza Palooza, and we saw Joe Morton. I guess he's on Scandal. I- I've never seen him, but Carol has. He was very good. But the interesting thing is, is that we got a survey uh, about Candlelight, and I think it may have given a little insight. Into what Disney might be thinking about for the candlelight dinner, dining packages. Um, it started out very innocuous. Did you like the food? Um, they, there were questions about the specific dining experience. How long did we wait in line? You know, things like that. Did we like where we were seated? And then, um, then it went and talked about the future, future performances. Uh, would our overall guest experience be improved if assigned seating were provided with the package? Uh, the, and then they asked the rate and explain. If assigned seating were provided, should it be at, assigned at the time of, of um, booking your dining reservation? And because it said currently we are not charged for um, dining package at the time of the reservation. And and then also should assigned seating be provided um, based on the restaurant. That you're dining in, which oh, are you kidding me? Which leads us to believe it's sort of like um, Disneyland's Fantasmic packages or World of Color packages, where if you're at, uh, you know, like Carthay Circle, you're or eating at Blue Bayou, you're in a a more a better location. So if you eat at Nine Dragons,
2: you're seated in Norway.
5: Yes, (laughs) 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 behind the construction wall, and uh, and then. uh, And then, or should assigned seating be provided on the day of the performance through My Disney Experience? So, and then again, there were a lot of questions about uh, the arrangement of the seating. What um, they they, they provided a seating chart, and then you had to rate what you thought was most desirable. What locations were Uh, most desirable? Oh, there's no question they're going to this. Mm. Yeah, and what would be undesirable what if you were seated in certain locations would that would those locations prevent you from enjoying the performance hmm. so anyway so it took about 15 minutes to complete but i think it's just interesting that it,
0: they may be considering um some changes to the oh like i think they're package. i think they've already decided they're going to change it they're just trying to gauge response and what seats are going to be premium seats that and which standby
2: line is going to I bet that standby line disappears, or far fewer people get in.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm.
2: And how do you assign a seat on a bench? Oh, they do
5: that in
0: um, in like football professional stadiums arenas, stadiums. stadiums yeah. They yeah. do. Uh, a see, none of the that?
2: football stadiums I yeah. go to have that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us, yeah, Michael. I think that's uh, very interesting. W- we'll, we'll know. We'll know. Come when do they usually release the candlelight? Uh, June. So we'll know in June. I I would expect if they're asking those kind of questions Mm -hmm. that we're going to see prepayment of the packages and assigned seating.
3: And an increase in price. And
0: an increase in price. Absolutely. Due to guest
5: demand. Due to (laughs) guest demand.
0: Exactly. (laughs) All right. Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. And for the first time in 2016, here's Johnny with the news. All
3: right. Our first news story. Panic at Disney Springs after false reports of gunshots. A fight broke out on Christmas night between patrons at Disney Springs Bongo's Cuban Cafe. At 9.24 p.m., a fight started on the second floor of the restaurant that resulted in loud noises and reports of shots being fired. Orange County deputies responded to the incident. Due to the reports of shots, crowds of people panicked and ran to get out of the area. One guest, Peter Vasquez, said, quote, People started yelling, gun, gun. At that point, I didn't hear any shooting at all, but because people were running and I was with my 17-year-old daughter, I'm not taking any chances. At this point, I ran with the crowd. It was just like in the movies, you know, people were just running, falling. The deputies eventually determined the reports of shots were to be unfounded. One person has been arrested for disorderly conduct.
0: Now, this is, uh, you know, this this is the story now. This is the story that, uh, first of all, you have uh, a populace that is on edge after uh, some of the recent events, like the shooting in San Bernardino, some of the theater shootings that, that have been going on, of course, what happened in Paris uh, toward the end of last year, uh, and uh, you know, then the introduction uh, in December at the Magic Kingdom, or the theme parks in general, of metal detectors after that. Moron goes into the Magic Kingdom with a concealed weapon loaded with hollow point bullets. Um, and I talked about this in the solo show. Uh, I'm not going to go into my feelings on guns because not the place. But this is what Disney has to do. And that you have people on edge with all of this stuff going on in the world. And then, you know, Unfortunately, a fight breaks out between people, and there's an assumption that there's a gun somewhere, and now you have a mass panic, which ultimately leads to what's coming up in our second story.
2: We were home early New Year's Eve, and we were watching the New Year's Eve celebration, from, and they showed all over the world. And I have to be honest. I sat there, and the first thought in my mind was, I just hope it's peaceful everywhere. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Me too.
0: Me too. But this does lead into our next news story. All
3: right. Our second news story. Deputies to begin patrolling Disney Springs on horseback. The Walt Walt Disney World is adding extra security to their theme parks, including officers on horseback at Disney Springs. A mounted patrol unit from the Orange County Sheriff's Office will begin their patrol this month, though it's not clear how often they will be patrolling. A Disney spokesperson said plans for the mounted patrol were already in place before the incident on Christmas night, where a fight broke out and people began to run, panicked that they heard gunshots. There are currently 63 sheriff's employees who patrol the Disney Resort as part of a $7.6 million yearly contract. Eight bicycle deputies have been added to patrol the new parking garages at Disney Springs as well. The mounted patrol will consist of five deputies and will not be an additional cost to Disney. The the horses are currently used in other areas around Orange County. The sheriff's spokesman, Captain Angelo Neves, said, quote, they're deployed depending on our needs, end quote, and that the mounted patrols allows the crowds and people to see that law law enforcement has a presence. He said that the horses were used in the past at Disney, but stopped stopped using them because of the manure. He said the sheriff's office will now
0: provide special bags for catching it. Which I think should be handed out to everyone. (laughs) We should all have ass ass bags. uh, (laughs) With little
5: Mickey Mouse pooper scoopers.
3: (laughs) I like how we all giggled at the word manure. (laughs) 12-year-olds. Disney is also changing their gun policies and making them stricter. Previously, guests with the proper licenses were allowed to check in their weapons with Disney security while they were in the theme parks. They will now be asked to leave and store them elsewhere. Disney said that this change is official, but declined to share details about the process. Dave Workman, spokesman for Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, wonders if the Titan gun policy is more about legalities than about safety. Workman said, quote, It's possible they didn't want to take the responsibility or the liability for any lost firearm. I've never heard of another theme park that would be willing to store a firearm for somebody. As an additional security measure, Disney added metal detectors out in front of their theme parks last month, though not every guest is required to go through them. It's currently a random selection process. Disney spokeswoman Andrea Finger said, quote, we have a comprehensive approach to security and continuously review our security procedures in collaboration with law enforcement.
0: Well, there are some people that are banging their chest. Some will call them gun rights advocates that are banging their chest that Disney is making any changes at all to their, their gun policy. So for those people, I would say this. It is private property. You know, the kind that certain people will, uh, uh, I don't know, defend with firearms. Uh, It's private property. They have the right to determine what they want and who they want on their property. And I think this is just actually just common sense. They don't want guns in their property anymore. Mainly because some idiot with an expired carry permit ran from security in the parks when he was spotted with a concealed weapon loaded with hollow point bullets where there are children. So, if we're not going to have any common sense gun laws in this country, Maybe it is up to private enterprise like Disney to make some common sense policies that say, we don't want your damn guns in our park. Sorry, I said I wasn't going to do that and there I went and did it.
3: <laughs> so, I don't so I have this is something that's completely new to me. So, what would happen is you would go up and say to the per, to the cast member, "I have a license have to a carry.
0: Gun. I have a license to carry a gun and I need to check Disney didn't want Can them I in please the park." And now Disney and they would check them somehow. I don't know what the process was. Same now thing Disney with is nods. saying,
3: yeah. However, mm-hmm. I would think though, you know, it's not my thing, but I would think though as the person who owns the gun, I wouldn't want to turn my gun over to Disney. You would think you would want to say, I want to put it where I want to put it, rather than giving it to somebody else. Well, now you don't have a choice. It just seems like a really weird policy that in the
0: past they would check your gun for well, you. Well, I think they were afraid of right. lobbies like the NRA, saying they were hostile to gun owners. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Disney's always been very sensitive to, to public opinion like that, and certainly on a topic like guns. It's one of those hot-button issues. There are very strong feelings on both sides. Disney doesn't want to get any more into that fray than they have to. But they're watching what's going on in the world. And they know that, you know what? If I've got to choose between a fight with the NRA and a bloodbath on Main Street, I'm going to fight the NRA. I'm going to, I'll have my fight with the NRA and their ilk. I'm not, they can't risk this. They can't risk something happening. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long for metal detectors to show up at the theme parks. I, I am. I mean, Disney's always been safe and I've always felt safe there this time. They just had no choice. They had no choice with everything going on. And then, yeah, the the straw that broke the camel's back was this guy well, from every Miami. every time
2: this conversation comes up about bag check, Oh, it takes too long. Oh, it takes this. And uh, invariably, invariably, every post on the boards, every conversation, somebody says, well, no one ever checks what's in my pocket. Right.
0: Exactly. I mean, I wear
2: (laughs) cargo shorts. I carry everything I want in my cargo shorts and no one ever checks. Well, guess what? Now you're going to go through a metal is there a way detector. way of checking yeah. without actually
3: patting you down.
6: I wonder if uh, Disney Springs is going to have fe- official entrances now where you have to go through bag check and hmm. there's, I mean, maybe It could be
1: like at the parking garage entrance. <laughs> well, yeah, when, it's, you know? when it's complete, yeah.
3: I'm going to say most of the people are going to be funneled through that main entrance that they're building. Hmm. That's the plan for Disney Springs.
5: And so they just put bag checks in there, I think? would
3: assume they're going to put some kind of bag I check too. Out.
5: And they could easily do that for the buses. Because everybody goes through one entrance and exit yep. there. Absolutely. But the interesting thing about I knew somebody who worked for Disneyland security, and he know uh, years ago, and he noticed that right after Disneyland instituted the bag checks, you, you know they checked the bushes and everything routinely, you know around the park, they were finding knives hidden in the bushes
2: mm. before wow.
5: entering bag check. And which it would indicated to them that people had been routinely coming into the park with knives. Yeah on them and now they didn't want them found. The thing about also about the mounted police, because Carol and I grew up in San Francisco where San Francisco PD has mounted police everywhere, especially downtown and in Golden Gate Park and the town we live in actually there's a mounted police patrol. Uh, the main advantage I think they're doing this is because it gives the police vision over the right. crowds so they can see what's going on and immediately call for the backup. It also makes need. them
2: much more visible. Yeah. Yes, And it's hard to take a a police officer seriously on a segue it just is yeah yeah it's just uh, it doesn't engender that well, I know, vision you know, of
0: authority there was also a time when disney did not want the image of security right. overwhelming because right. they didn't want people to think it was unsafe well there was even but a it point it seems like they're moving in a direction now where they're saying yes we want you to see overwhelming right. security in our parks in downtown D- or disney springs we want you to see that, that image. Well, don't we, you
2: remember that they used to have the thing that no one ever died on Disney property?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they stopped that a long time ago.
2: Yes, but what I'm saying is that that's a, a relic. But it was, you know, they waited until the body was off property to pronounce them.
3: One of the things we saw was New Year's Day or the day after New Year's, we were going through Disney property. And the amount of police cars parked along the side of the road kind of kept saying, I think something's mm-hmm. wrong. And I said, no, this is just their way of showing that there's police here.
2: I mean, like we're talking every hundred yards. Yeah, there was another cop car.
5: And when uh, when I came up to the Magic Kingdom the other day where the buses park that little turnaround, they had there were four sheriff's patrol cars there and they were all canine unit cars. And then we saw the we saw them patrolling outside and inside the park. I
3: wonder if that makes people feel more or less safe. Does, a, does the presence of police officers make people think, well, now I'm safe? Or does it think, boy, something's going to happen?
2: Well, driving through the park, I, you just said it. Mm-hmm. I saw all that police activity, and I thought, what's wrong?
3: I mean, I
1: think of uh, Bourbon Street, you know, like during Mardi Gras. It's so packed, and the way they clear it is with uh, police on horseback. And there is this sense of authority that, okay, I'm getting out the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it lets them get down the street faster. I mean, you're talking shoulder-to-shoulder, um You know crowds here But it's You know No telling Disney Springs might be that way too Once it's completed True
3: (laughs) All right Our third news story Disney CEO Bob Iger Confirms plans for new Indiana Jones film A new Indiana Jones movie Has been pretty strongly rumored For a while But Disney CEO Bob Iger Has now confirmed that Indiana Jones 5 Will be made In an interview with Bloomberg News Iger said quote With George Lucas's Star Wars and Indiana Jones by the way which is coming we have more great stories Steven Spielberg hinted in early 2015 that he would work on the film and that Harrison Ford would star once again there have been many rumors swirling that Chris Pratt would play a younger Indy in one interview Spielberg said quote I'm hoping one day to make it to make an Indiana Jones 5 I would hope to make it before Harrison Ford is 80 and much
0: older <laughs> And he gets much older. Yes,
3: and I get much older. Right. Sorry, you're right. Um, you know, Harrison Ford apparently has proven that he can still do what he can do even yeah. at his age.
0: So, I I would you know just uh, just the, the things that Harrison Ford has said in the run up to the Star Wars film, and of course after about you know this was a one and done deal for me. He's like over this. He doesn't need the money, especially after Star Wars, because what I understand was he had. He had a deal to appear in this film where he got a take of the, of the opening box office they said he made something like 50 million dollars in its opening wow. week uh, on this so he's you know I I, I if, if he's going to be in it if he's going to be in it if he's going to headline star in this movie or be a part of this movie they're just – Disney's going to have to back another Brinks truck up to his house.
7: Um, no. no. See, I, I read something a long time ago when The Force Awakens was getting made. He didn't want to be in it. Right. He was the only one. And they said – well, we know you want to do another Indiana Jones movie, and the only way that'll happen is if you do this movie. Oh, really? So he was strong-armed into being
0: in this but movie. But I'm sure he's going to oh, no, no, he, get a big payday he, on Indiana Jones as well.
7: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he made double-digit times more than everyone else, every single other actor in this movie. Yeah. So uh, he, you're right. Like, I'm sure they're going to dump truck it well, again. He's
0: also, but... he's also a much, much bigger star than Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill. Um, let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's Oscar them. caliber.
2: I hope they bring the glass-headed aliens back. <laughs>
0: oh, <God. laughs> so, Indiana- no, I'm excited. I'm excited that they're going to do uh, that. They're going to do Indiana Jones. Indiana um, Jones and the but, AARP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just wonder if uh, George Lucas will be as bitter uh, about that <laughs> as he is about Star Wars. Poor I George think.
3: Lucas. Uh, Did you watch
0: the Kennedy Center Honors? I didn't watch it. No, but uh, I heard what he said on, you know, on the red carpet. Uh, they asked uh, at the Kennedy Center Honors, they asked him about what he thought of, and this is before the Charlie Rose interview, uh, they asked him what he thought of the new Star Wars and he goes, the fans are going to love it. It seems to be what, what it is they're looking for. And then on the interview with Charlie Rose, he referred to Disney as white slavers um, that basically ruined his, uh, uh, ruined his ideas uh, with this film, he which he apologists. has now... Which is now he's walking it back and apologizing that he used that phrase to describe Disney. But, you know, dude, you got $4 billion. Say,
3: he, you know, it's really sad. He only got $4 billion. Yeah.
0: You
2: I know? just read the other day it's $20 million away from beating Avatar. Wait, Kevin, that, that's my thing.
0: Shh. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: And now to Rhino. <laughs> Sorry.
0: But that's to... my
2: thing. What the hell was that? He touched his thing. <laughs> that's my thing.
0: That was the whiny 12-year-old girl coming well, out. That's really,
2: that my thing. No wonder they like you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So bad for him. All right. Uh, one, other thing, <laughs> one other thing I want to discuss. Steve Porter wrote an article uh, on the Diz about uh, Disney testing out paid parking at the resorts for not uh, for, for uh, non-resort guests. Percent, guests. Yep, yep, And uh, you pissed off a lot of people. I did,
6: I did. A lot of people are upset. Um, did you make the policy? Was it
0: the word nonsensical?
6: Yeah, the nonsensical. <laughs> maybe that was the word that they didn't like. But, uh, no, I, I basically argued that I, I don't like the, this new policy, if it comes into effect. I know they're just testing it as of right now. They tested it at, at um, Contemporary and Boardwalk is next. Um, but it looks like they're going to charge people to park at the resorts if you don't have an ADR or if you aren't a resort guest. So, obviously, they wouldn't be charged. But um, I think it's a – I know why Disney did it is there's lots of guests that come and they say, oh, I'm getting a Dole Whip. And then they just park at the Polynesian for free and they stay – then they just take the monorail to Magic Kingdom. And so they're escaping, uh, escaping uh, $20 from paid parking. Uh, but I think it's a bad policy. I think there should be another solution. It's not that Disney is doing the wrong thing in uh, charging people, but th- you should be able to validate if you have a receipt from Trader Sam's or- and Get back your twenty dollars if you spent more than twenty dollars at a restaurant if, that you didn't have a ADR at, or if you went to.
0: Um, That's perfectly reasonable.
6: Yeah, you went to Porter's Corners and you spent fifty dollars on clothes. You shouldn't have to then pay twenty dollars to park there to and park do it. There. Same thing with uh,
1: with bars because you know you might want to go to like Big River and just drink and not eat. Yeah. But you spend money there.
6: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's
1: so uh, I I
2: just think you shouldn't be driving anyway.
1: Well, I mean, you still, maybe somebody's driving. Maybe you have a designated, like Julie.
6: But well, I also think they didn't really take annual pass holders in, into consideration. Uh, I'm not going right. to... Or Uber. I'm not going to go as an annual pass holder. Yeah, I can park for free at the Magic Kingdom, but, and I'm not saying I'm never going to go to Trader Sam's again. Of course I am. But I'm going to go there a lot less because now it's a little bit more of a hassle to take... I got to take... Well, on, you know,
0: I- honestly, a lot of... You know, if I go park at Portofino Bay to go eat at Mama Della's, I get my parking validated. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I park at Portofino Bay to go eat at, you know, Sal's Deli, I get my parking validated. So if they don't institute a policy along those lines, they're just stupid.
6: Yeah.
2: So what what were people upset about? This they, seems very reasonable.
6: They were just upset saying uh, – well, Disney has to do this because people are cheating the system.
2: Oh. They're, they're, they're the a lot, ones that are upset of, about mugs, too. but a lot of
1: uh, <laughs> a lot of it came from resort guests saying, "Look, we, we show up and we have no place to park." And they see, like after Illuminations, the the parking lots around the boardwalk and beach club are just you know they're emptying and at they're you know they're just now there's all these spots at twelve thirty. You know it's obviously these people weren't there. Yeah, to e. log- they were there for Epcot. It's a so, logical move by Disney because
3: yeah. they have a finite amount of space. Right. And if they want to make sure it's for their resort guests or their dining guests, that's fine. But I agree with you. Make some kind of system that says Trader Sam's validates or something yeah. valid. Yeah. Well,
0: especially when too. you know, especially when Disney needs to appeal for, you know, maybe not so much in the theme parks, but at dining at the resorts, at the sh- shopping locations and things like that in the resorts, they need to appeal to locals. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's a policy. If they go with what they're doing right now, or there is no validation, um, it's a policy that's that's going to be very considered very hostile to locals, and that's okay. one problem they don't need because locals already kind of have a bad taste in Dinner, their mouth yeah. where Disney is well, concerned.
7: I, it's like I'll, I'll I'll take like my mom um, or like whenever she comes down, I try and take her to like a new resort, and I'll just be like, let's look around. Yeah. Maybe there's a place here that she might want to eat because she doesn't know she's mm-hmm. you know and and so. She's ended up staying at a lot of resorts because that's what we'll do every time we kind of go check out a new one. And it it kind of alienates people from that. Yeah, I think it kind of is
6: slowly killing resort hopping, which I think is actually a long-term really good thing for Disney is that people can test out they can go visit a lobby of a hotel that they've never been to mm-hmm. or three or four lobbies that they've never been to, but I'm not going to pay 60 bucks to park at three different. Right. I think
2: if you paid once, you'd probably, probably just get like, it
6: for the day. Yeah. You, even if you park it with the, valet, they do that
2: or at the uh, magic kingdom. They put a thing on your dashboard. Okay. Okay. Uh, but we went to point Orlando recently. I haven't been there in a long time, but you got a parking thing, a parking ticket. And because we went to the movies, it was validated. Right. And then because we went to lunch, it was validated. So parking was free. For people who are actually shopping there. Right. If you went and parked and didn't spend a dime, you paid.
1: But what about, okay, say, what about Christmas time? You know, I guess you have to determine is going to see the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian worth $20?
3: That's the point I was going to make is that Disney is, their resorts are doing this thing that's supposed to attract people to them, like decorations or new stores or things like that. Then, you know, that.
0: Defeats the purpose of that. Yeah, but now this, what you're saying is that this is a policy that is only for guests of that resort. So if you're staying at the boardwalk and want to go to the Grand Floridian under this policy, you pay to park?
6: I am not 100%, but I believe so because it's just, res- I think it's just resort guests at that resort. that. It's- I
2: can't believe they would do that. I just can't- why wouldn't you
0: just take your thing out of your window? Well, right now, we should let out. everybody know this, this is, is speculation. A, this is just a test. They've only, they're testing it at which resorts? The Contemporary, contemporary and the Boardwalk. and Boardwalk's next.
6: Um, I also think there's a huge, huge loophole that could create lots of ADR problems in that it's $10 to cancel an ADR, and it it's, I'm assuming going to be $20 to park because they're going to make it the same as parking at the TTC. So it seems like you could just get an ADR, get past Is the $10 guy- per or is per, it's ten dollars right? per person. So per just per person, okay. yeah. But just I, I would just say, oh, the reservations for me. I have a, here's my reservation. I see what and you're saying. And then get past parking, cancel your reservation. It's only ten dollars rather than twenty.
2: Then we'll probably see ADRs and go to twenty-two.
6: It's just gonna. But th-
2: see, I see. I understand the contemporary. The contemporary has the only parking lot really worth within walking distance of yeah. the park. Yeah. And My the oh, boardwalk,
0: I mean, I would board do, board boardwalk and beach, yeah,
2: beach right? But
6: go ahead. Right. What,
2: what I'm saying is, I can understand where those would be the most,
7: the most affected.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I to feel like at, like, a value resort, this, that would be... It's just, it's it's
7: just a shame because those seem like the resorts, too, that they are designed to pull people in after the park. Like, it's yeah. Trader Sam's. You're done with the park. Come on over here. Get yeah. a drink. You right. know, let's go to have drinks at the the thing up on top of the contemporary. or You, you know, so it's kind of... It just adds an extra step to an already... It's going to be
1: a lot because, you know, you, you look at these marinas. Sometimes you just want to go grab a mouse boat. Yeah. And you can't... You don't make reservations for that. Yeah, right you just walk up and you grab it, but we'll see.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see. Steve, do me a favor. Yeah. I need you to run into my office and grab my iPad off my desk. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, all right. So that is going to do it for the news. Uh, we will move on to rapid fire and we'll start with you, John. All
3: right. I wanted to talk about, uh, there's a couple of package deals out now for Walt Disney world. There's a king size kid sized package and a family package. And there's also a spring offer that's out there as well. Um, I was curious about what our agents were finding as far as discounts and are these packages really good? Are they any kind of savings off of a regular discount or Disney visa or annual pass holder? And basically what I found, what my agents have come back and told me is that all of these offers are pretty much the same percentage. They're packaging them different, they're presenting them different in terms of days that you can stay but the idea here is that you can get pretty much the same percentage off of a stay and as long as you can fit the criteria and meet the the requirements and not be at the resorts that are blacked out there's a little bit of savings there but they're not that great this to this to me feels more like uh uh you know let's put something out there that makes it seem like there's a good deal going on when there really isn't. Um, discounts for most days, February 22nd through June 11th, book by the end of March. But if you try a little bit and you're willing to, to play with your dates in your resort, you might find a couple hundred dollar savings off of a package. But don't expect this to be anything great. One well, interesting thing we did find out, though, is that most um, most agents found that clients who had a pin offer where they were sent a pin in the mail to get discounts off, that this price was actually better than the pin, which we found kind of surprising because usually it's the other way around because the pin promotions are targeted. So just be aware of that when you're looking for
0: these discounts
3: at Walt Disney World.
0: All right. Thank you, John. Kevin.
2: Uh, I have to talk about ABD's change in policy. ABD has recently changed their deposit policy and final payment policy. In the past, ABD required a $300 per person deposit to book an adventure. As of January 1st, they are now requiring 10% of your adventure fare. Uh, Also, their policy for final payment used to be 90 days prior to departure. It is now 120 days prior to departure for final payment. So. In some cases, that deposit actually works out to be less than it used to be. If you're going on a Backstage Magic, your uh, deposit has dropped. If you're going on a more expensive
3: adventure, your deposit has gone up. I will say, though, there's one clarification of that. We found somebody who had four people who were traveling, and their 10% worked out less than $300 per person on a more expensive adventure. So it's kind of really wishy-washy. It's you know, For the most part, it's more, but you might find the... instance when it's less
2: and also I've gotten a great deal of uh, inquiries about our China trip that we keep talking about we are still in the planning stages we do not have a contract or a firm price I am still taking an interest list Uh, this is going to be a very popular trip and I will let everybody who has emailed me know as soon as I have the information but it's not that we've forgotten about it and it's not that I don't have that you've missed it I just don't have the information to share right now other than that this is still in the works.
3: I don't know if you mentioned this or not with the Adventures by Disney policy change. Did you mention that it's still non-refundable after 14 days? I didn't, but the other policies haven't changed.
2: Your uh, deposit becomes uh, non-refundable 14 days after
3: you make the initial deposit. So something to consider when you're paying 10% of the adventure.
0: Yeah, indeed. All right. Thank you, Kevin. So we'll see how this works out for him. Okay. Michael.
5: Well, sadly, we have a, a couple of deaths to report in the Disney community. It was just announced today by the Walt Disney Animation Research Library that um, uh, um, Australian-born um, painter and muralist, Frank Armitage, passed away today. Uh, he was known for painting backgrounds of several classic Disney animated films. He designed areas... and and um, painting of murals for Walt Disney World. And Tokyo Disney Sea. He also did visualization artwork in the um, biomedical field, which actually contributed, which allowed him to contribute to one of the Epcot pavilions. He uh, he started working for the Walt Disney Family Museum. Uh, I'm sorry, Walt Disney Studios. One of his first projects was *On Lady and the Tramp* in 1955, and then he started to do backgrounds for Disney films such as *Peter Pan*, *Sleeping Beauty*, *The Jungle* book. Um, those of you who are fans of the original Disneyland television series might remember the Man in Space um, series that really uh, had a lot, inspired a lot of the NASA space programs. He uh, did uh, the backgrounds for that series. He also did, um, he worked on anatomical, anatomical, that's a hard word to say, um, figures in for the Wonders of Life Pavilion in Epcot. He also did murals for um, the uh, restaurants in Tokyo Disney Sea, and also in some of their uh, some of their hotels as well. And also after he retired, he came to Walt Disney World, and he created murals of camouflaged animals in the Pete Safari Restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So. Uh, And another one who passed away was actually a Disney legend. If you went to the um, Disney Expo, Disney Expo in um, D23 Expo in 2015, you saw Carson Van Austin receive his award. He passed away on December 22nd. He was most famous for doing the official portraits of Mickey Mouse for his 50th and 60th birthdays. He also designed um, a lot of the, the sort of the handbooks that the Disney animators continue to use today for all of the Disney characters. He also um, oversaw some of the um, commercial tie-ins for um, the Disney films, animated films. So he passed away. When he um, received his Disney Legend Award, he said that the happiest day of his life when he was hired full time um, as a Disney comic strip artist and receiving the Disney Legend Award was also one of his happiest days. And I went back through my notes that I took at the Disney Legend Ceremony for, uh, you know, when he received it, and he said, you know, that every time that he worked on Mickey Mouse, he realized he was always smiling. And so his style guides that he created for the Walt Disney Studios and his model packs are still going to continue to be used, um, you know, on into the future by um, Walt Disney Animation.
7: Um, and there is video of him accepting his award mm-hmm. on the YouTube site if
5: anybody wants to check that out too. Yeah, it was a ve- He was very moving when he received
0: that award. All right. Thank you very much for that, Michael. Corey.
1: I'm going to go over a few rehabs. Um, I'm not going to go over the whole list because I don't want to bore you. We have the whole list on the website. Um, over at Epcot, the, uh, the reimagination of uh, Maelstrom, Frozen Ever After, is rumored to open May 1st. Uh, Sorin closed yesterday. It's, uh, they say, through summer 2016. Over at the Magic Kingdom, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin is going to be closed from January 18th to February 12th. I'm um, sorry, 11th. Uh, the riverboat will be closed from the 18th to the 22nd of February and the Magic Carpets of Aladdin will be closed from January 25th through February 3rd over at Animal Kingdom, Collie River Rapids is closed through February 11th The Jungle Trek will be closed through January 21st and Everybody knows over at Hollywood Studios Pizza Planet closed um, Is closing January 11th. So you
3: can say everything yeah.
1: Everything is closed. Everything is closed, <laughs> yeah. Don't even bother. Um Inceptory opened late two thousand sixteen. They also uh, closed a bunch of permanently closed a bunch of meet and greets, uh, Phineas and Ferb, Lightning McQueen, and Mater. Those meet and greets are permanently closed.
2: Do you think the Sauron one is to replace the movie?
3: Yes.
1: Yes. yes. That's what it is. And, and, and it's And updated
5: technology. Yeah. I was I on I was on a tour of Epcot the other day and they talked about it. it's a completely new film, um, all new technology. And they and they said it's reopening May. Um, in May 2016.
2: Okay,
0: so it's not going to be down for too long. Cool. All right. Cool. Thank you, Corey. Rhino.
7: Okay. I'm sorry. Fine,
0: Kevin.
7: <laughs> so mine's uh, about an update on Star Wars at the box office, and as Kevin said, uh, it's it's under twenty million actually away from um, overtaking. <gasps> it's the...
0: Surprising! The, this is entirely Whoa. new we're talking, news. We're talking uh, for domestic. And yeah, yeah, talking yeah. International?
7: No, no. Um, so domestically, it's it as of Monday afternoon, it was eighteen million away. So there's the prediction is by today or today this evening or tomorrow it'll overtake and be the number one highest grossing uh, domestic um, film of all time right now it's at number four in the box office um, of all time not accounting for inflation i think it's up to like a billion and a half just over a billion and a half so but what's what's interesting to note is that you know and some people are like oh it's it's not it's only taken 20 days to get to where it is it took avatar 47 days to get here so that's 20 days versus 47 days and it really hasn't shown too much it showed a little bit signs of slowing down yesterday because it's the end of the holiday season and kids and parents and everybody are back to work but it's still it had the highest grossing um, New Year's box office weekend this last weekend so the other
3: thing's crazy about this is if you look at a theater there's like Star Wars and one other movie playing yeah. at the 22 seat <laughs> theater you can actually go like 24 hours a day yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's no surprise it's so popular because it's a popular movie, but I think the added screens really helps that as well.
7: I mean, and it's, if you haven't seen it yet, it it really is fantastic. What blows me away is the people who I am so surprised that I I would have said never in a million years would have seen this, have seen it and seen it more than once and, like, enjoyed it. So, it's a very, very cool situation. So, uh,
0: I can't casually do this. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Uh, yeah, spasm. What's going on? No, I was asking to you get know, Craig's attention. Oh, I'm sorry. Because Craig was oh, like I buried can't. deep in a text or something. Reach that. Fire. No,
3: my my rapid fire. Oh, okay. He's writing his resume.
0: Yeah,
2: Updating <laughs> <I'm> dating it. Richie <laughs> <laughs> producer hire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Rhino, Steve. Oh, um,
6: Corey touched on this, but uh, as of yesterday, Soren is officially down. Uh, I will just add a little bit more detail. They're not just down for um, a regular revamp of cleaning it up or painting new paint. It's going to be somewhere around the world. Um, So they're adding another theater. So hopefully the line wait times will go down. Um, And they're going to have... I think it's going over the Great Wall of China and um, the African Savannah. So I think it's going to be really cool. But that's it.
0: Awesome.
3: So I had a little bit of information, a little bit of trivia. We learned on one of our Backstage Magics that... They have to pay for every time they do a shot in that movie, and the most expensive airspace they had to rent was over Walt Disney World.
6: I, I heard
0: that, and I heard the problems uh, getting a clearance to right. do it was the Disney parks exactly,
6: their own thing. Their own,
0: their own thing, yeah. Just
6: yeah, it's not that interesting. Sorry, Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it really didn't. very interesting. I was riveted.
3: You did, the three, I did pat, pat, the three pat pat pat. pat. pat, pat. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. riveted.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you, Steve. Greg.
4: Okay, starting uh, January twenty first, guests will be able to see an extended preview of disney walt disney animation's newest film zootopia uh at one man's dream in the theater if you're at hollywood studios and if you're over in uh, disneyland you'll be able to see it at the bug's life theater um at, at least here at walt disney world it's going to run all the way until i believe march 6th because the movie comes out on march 4th and then it'll go back to normal uh one man's dream
2: we saw the previews when I went to see that Star Wars thing.
1: That looks great. It
2: yeah. looks yeah. funny. It looks really that good. DMV really scene,
1: I I was dying. I almost spit out my beer. That and was that was you great. Had beer? No, at and the first the morning, time I saw it with the good dinosaur. Oh, I thought you had that, that theater sold beer.
2: They also showed um, a day in the life of pets or something like that. That preview looked funny. I'm looking forward to that. I know that's not Disney and has nothing to do with us, but it still looked good.
4: It has to do with Universal Secret Life of All Pets. All of the
2: other. Uh, previews they showed destroyed bridges and the end of the world. So I thought these two looked light and lively.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Craig. That'll do it for rapid fire. A uh, couple more things that I want to uh, just uh, talk about at the end of our show first. Um, you know, uh, toward the end of last year, I decided to stop doing the top 10 threads by analytics on Dizboards.com because so many of them were negative, and we just started doing top 10 best trip planning threads. But I said I would still give out the prizes for most popular threads of the year. And uh, as we've been doing for a couple of years now, um, we give a $250 gift card to the number two thread and a $500 gift card to the number one thread on Discord. So here they are. Coming in at number two for 2015, was our good friend Mesa Boy 2 and his Fast Pass Plus Basic Info and Strategies. This has been the venerable threat. I believe it won last year uh, as the number one threat, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
3: oh, how the mighty have fallen.
0: Oh Well, you know, I think that's pretty impressive. that, that is very impressive. Uh, It's still the number, and it wasn't off by much. Uh, it wasn't off by much. But this year, the most popular thread on the boards uh and this is by page views. This is what I do: is I go in analytics, I take a look at the page views for the year, and uh, see what threads come up as as number one. The number one thread was the confirmed snack thread on the uh, uh, Disney Dining Plan sub forum under restaurants, and uh, that makes me very happy that our top two threads are just like really good informational threads. And what's a
2: confirmed snack?
0: what snacks are going to be available on the dining plan. So as they find out what's confirmed to be on the dining plan, when people are in the park saying, yes, you can get, you can get this snack on the dining plan and that they put it on the thread and they keep an ongoing list. And that is by Disney Daz. So Disney Daz, you'll be getting a $500 gift card courtesy of the Diz Unplugged and Dreams Unlimited Travel and Mesa Boy 2. You have a $250 gift card that we're going to be sending to you as well for uh, starting such great threads. So there's that. Top two threads of of 2015. Uh, but before we close, um, I wanted to ask everybody, what is it, since this is our first show of the new year, what is it you are looking forward to the most this year in the world of... Disney? Disney. Or start Universal. Or Start that
1: way. I'll go. I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm looking forward to the to uh, Frozen Ever After opening up. You know, I know it was a big thing with Maelstrom closing, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they've done with it because I love the World Showcase, but there's not a lot I can do with my kids. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing how Disney Springs evolves even more because I think they're, they're on the right track and I can't wait to go spend some more time there. Um,
5: what else? I'll come up with more. You go next. <laughs>
0: Michael, what are you looking forward to this year?
5: Uh, well, surprisingly, one of the things I'm looking forward to is at Universal Studios Hollywood. After going to Dizpalooza and loving Universal Studios Orlando, I was so impressed with its theming and detail and the, the quality of the attractions, quality of the cast members, especially at Cabana Bay. Um, beach mm. resort, which is what Pop Century should. This have is been.
0: high praise, people. Yeah, um, this Cabana is Bay. High yeah. praise coming from Michael Bowling. Yeah,
5: um, I'm looking forward to our Harry Potterville. Our Wizarding World opening at. Um...
2: I just want you to know, Rhino just plots.
3: Did you hear us?
5: It's a Wonderful Life. I was just gonna say <laughs> it's
3: a combination of Harry
5: Potter and It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> the right. uh, easy Potter bake.
0: Out. The easy bake oven just popped open. I was just gonna say
5: somebody get him a fan. <laughs> I was really looking forward to that opening and seeing you know a, a shiny and new Hogwarts, and, and we're getting the Japanese version. So we're gonna nee, 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 nee. Three, it's going to version. It it's gonna be hard to understand. It is. It's going to be hard to understand. And it's all going to be anime. Character's got big eyes. Yeah. And uh, I guess in terms of the, the Disneyland, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how people react to so much of Frontierland and everything being boarded up, and as we lose part of Tom Sawyer Island and Rivers of America. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they follow up Aladdin. With Frozen the musical, mm. and that we—I guess—we will have Frozen in three different venues. So if you have a, a lapse of memory, walking across the street at California Adventure, <laughs> you can refresh yourself. Or walking across the Esplanade, since we'll be showing two versions of it. Oh the, wow! One at Disneyland and Princess Fantasy Fair, and then
0: the okay. one at the Hyperion Theater at California Adventure. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Michael. Let's switch uh, over to you, Rhino. Oh, I don't know.
7: Um, I, I want to see where, like, Star Wars goes. You know, there's another Star Wars movie coming out in December. I'm very excited for that. I know that's not in the theme park, but I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if they pull that in there somehow or how that's going to get incorporated into the storytelling. Um, I, I'm i excited to get into some more dining locations this year because I know that's what part of our new assignments um, that are coming up. Um, so I look forward to that. Um, th- uh i don't know hopefully california at some point whether through Diz or my own or something like that i would i just i really loved the opportunity out there last year and i i think i'm hooked so i look forward to taking a trip out there and see what's new out there and stuff so that's
0: all i can think of on the spot right now all right how about you steve
7: uh with
6: universals like uh Buying up that land. I'm excited to see what happens with the rumors Mm -hmm. about them maybe creating another park and if any more details come out on that. And then if Disney responds, I think we're on like the verge of something awesome. And so, yeah, Yeah. if anything more details about that come out this year, I'm excited for that. Um, And then just for me personally, I'm excited to go to the parks and have fun. I don't know.
0: uh, Finish puberty.
6: Uh, now, apparently, uh, I'm also Skippy now. Not I'm junior, and uh, on the, the comments, they're calling me Skippy. So. I'm,
7: well, I'm looking forward to seeing what new nicknames you get this yeah. year. <laughs> and they're piling up. Me too.
0: <laughs> said, like, a true Ethel Merman impersonator uh, right now. Um, all right, Steve, thanks. Uh, Craig?
4: I'm just uh, excited to see what ends up happening uh, in 2016, especially with, like, it is because you know our lives are never boring here it might might be calm for a couple days and you Jeez. know like this past year well
0: a lot has changed a lot yeah. is changing right now so well
4: calm in in a general sense because like last year i was just at home doing a little editing and then you called me up and said rush i need to know in the next like hour or two if you're able to go to central europe and then <laughs> uh, look where that led me yeah. and going to disneyland so many times and i didn't even think that i was going to go once last year and then as many times as we went out and just lots of crazy stuff always happens with the Diz, and so i'm sure 2016 won't be uh won't be much different either too which is very exciting to always think about where we'll go next yeah cool. in life
7: oh,
0: stop <laughs> all right thank you craig kevin what about you are you I'm looking forward to the edison
2: the Edison Restaurant, restaurant. At downtown. Yeah. I think that sounds cool. And from the things I've read about the L.A. restaurant, I'm really looking forward to it being here. It's kind of...
7: Is that is that opening this year? I believe so.
2: They just put out plans for it. And then there's a place next to it that there's some been some discrepancy on what it's going to be. And I think they're calling it
3: the Disney Tunnel. Oh. I'm yeah. not sure what that's yeah. going to be. Everything is going to be underground bars. And yeah. Oh. Hang out.
2: That the plans yeah. have already been planned for that but no one will say what it is. So I also am interested in Disney Springs being finished or more finished yeah I miss downtown Disney. I miss being able to park and walk around. I have found it way too big a hassle to do that right now. I haven't been over to the marketplace yeah in a year me too because it's like it's planes trains and automobiles to get there and I'm not going to a Disney resort and taking a bus. And walking, it's just, you know, you have to, I, I'm just interested in being done. Right. So um, Personally, I'm lo- looking forward to our uh, Italy trip, our ABD Italy trip next summer. The end of the summer, we're going to Northern Italy and Switzerland. And as Craig said, you never know where we're going to end up. You yeah. never know
3: what we're going to do.
0: So. All right. Thank you, Kevin. John.
3: The reason I wanted to go that way is I couldn't pick just one. You know We've got some great trips planned this year. We've got Alani. We have uh, Italy, like you mentioned, and then we've got Podcast Cruise 6. So there's always some really cool stuff. I think what I'm looking forward to is seeing what happens. There's always this idea that we're going to do things and then things change, and I think they turn out better than what we planned. Always. So I'm always excited to see where we wind up and we can look back at the year and go, can you believe we got to do that? Yeah. An opportunity to have make that happen, so that's really cool too. From a Disney perspective, I agree with Kevin. I want to see Disney Springs done, just finish it because I want to go there and enjoy it. We used to go and just hang out, yeah. you know, it was what do you want to do? Let's go walk around Disney's downtown Disney,
2: and we have stopped doing that,
0: right? All right, thank you, John. Right. Well, for me, um, you know, I'm certainly looking forward to all the changes and additions that are coming to Disney World this year. Um, uh, I am increasingly very happy with Disney Springs. Every time I go down there, uh, I find something else. I find uh, you know, a store that I just kind of lose my mind in, and uh, I find myself excited for opportunities to go down there. I'm excited about you know the, some of the things coming to the theme park. I'm very excited to see a change to Soarin'. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite rides, so I'm excited for stuff like that. But what I am most excited about, I think, is that uh, I have made some significant changes to how we work uh, on this side, on this side of the house, where the Diz team is concerned. Uh, we're uh, we're u- utilizing the studio a lot more. We have a lot of plans for things that we want to do here in the studio. But probably one of the most significant changes that I've made uh, in the 18 years that I've I've been running the Diz. And uh, I know I'm about to I'm about to make a lot of people jealous when I say this, but uh, we are now I am now mandating for all our full-time staff two days a week in the parks. They have to and they're assigned days that they have to be in the parks, myself included. Um, so I'm really looking forward to being in the parks more. I'm looking forward to you know having that experience. you know a, a lot of times, one of the reasons I, I did that was, I found myself saying, I can't get to the parks because I have so much work to do. And it's true. But in fact, that's got to be a part of our job. You know, I've got to be in there. I've got to see what's going on. This isn't to go and ride rides. This is to go and check it out and, and do what we do um, to make the content that we put out both here on our show and on our site as as good as I can get it. And so I'm really looking forward to having that experience, being in the parks on a regular, on a regular basis, and being more in touch with that. And uh, just you know, on a personal level, my whole life is just seems to be changing all for the all in good great ways. I mean, incredible ways. So I'm kind of excited to see where that takes me and and where that goes. But we do have a lot of things we're working on. Um, you know, I'm right now I'm working on our, our next plan for Disneyland for this year, and I'm very excited about where the conversation's going with that. Uh, we are going to do a fresh take on our seven and seven series this year here in Orlando. and I'm very excited about that. Not ready to announce any details or dates. A couple other, uh, you know, we're, we're batting around the ideas for a new show, uh, batting around the, uh, uh, a lot of ideas for some new videos that we want to start producing different ways of shooting our videos i mean the ideas are just flowing like crazy it has been a very collaborative environment over the last few months especially with us all just kind of pitching ideas and working off of each other Uh, when you have a great team of smart people that's what happens so one of the reasons i'm very very blessed and to get to do this i am so glad to be back doing the show again i hate the i love and i have a love-hate relationship with our hiatus it's great. To take a few weeks off, but then after a certain amount of time, I'm like, "Come on, I want to do the show." Cover, look how excited we all are. I know exactly. Except for Craig. Except for Craig. <laughs> well, Craig's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I've, I've pushed him to the limit the last couple of days, so. But,
3: but, but I mean, we get we get new energy. We get excited every time it is.
0: Well, need, that's I need that rest. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it for me. I I have an outlook and an energy and an optimism right now that I haven't had for a while, and it just feels good. And I'm excited to keep going. I'm excited However, to see However,
2: when we're on hiatus, it's like someone put an extra
0: day in your week. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh,
2: look, we have another day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of The Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Happy New Year, folks. I'm back. I'm gone. I'm back.